for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. All right, welcome to another episode of the Fall Podcast powered by Latitude Outdoors. That's right. Latitude Outdoors, in our opinion, is the best mobile gear in the game. Use the code the Fall Podcast to save money with your next purchase. You know, you can check out the Method 2 two-panel saddles, the Carbon Speed Series climbing sticks, and also don't forget about the new merch that we have on the website. So latitudeoutdoors.com, use the code the Fall Podcast. It's another Tuesday episode, and to be exact, it's 370. We are going to take a break from the one giant mistake. We actually have a really good one on today. Just a normal Tuesday episode. Um, but before we get into that, I definitely got to uh, bring in my co-host here, Mr. DJ Riley. What's up, buddy? Man, not too much. We, uh, As we sit here today, you know, you're just coming off of ATA. But I think more importantly, we are a week out of winning a national championship and I'm 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 still riding the high buddy that's that's how I feel right now how about how about you oh dude oh my gosh it's we're national champions and mm. a lot of people might be like you guys you know a lot of I know some people that are like when you talk about your team where it's like we're we're national champ I don't give a shit about you guys because you know what I've been so invested my whole life yes I didn't go to Michigan yes I didn't play for them but you know what? It's my team. It is my team. Mm-hmm. I can say we're, I can say we, we are national champions. And dude, I couldn't feel uh, any better because you know what? All those people that are hating that, you know, all the quote unquote allegations going on this fall or this, you know, this season and everything, this is a big middle finger to all of them. That's just like, you know what? It, 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 you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not whatever, because I really don't think like we're talking about a cheeseburger was the one like, you know, in the in the days of NIL and where we're paying players, you can't buy them a cheeseburger kind of deal. And then you get that. And then the other one is the cheating scandal, which, in my opinion, they haven't proved shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I really don't think. Yeah, cheating happens in college football, but I don't think it was even that big of a deal. Like, I don't even. 
Like everybody cheats. Everybody steals signs. Now, where's the proof at? I don't see the proof. So with that being said, this is not going to be a football podcast today. I just got a little heated, but (laughs) it's a big middle finger. Michigan is on the top of college football for at least another year. Let's go. Go blue. You know, all season long, they could have called you whatever they wanted to. But as we stand today, there's only one thing they can call you, and that's a champion, buddy. And that's where we're at right now. And and like you said, not to you know go down a dark, uh, long rabbit hole, but you know you fly the middle finger to everyone because of what they said all season. But if you're flying the middle finger, I'm almost gonna say thank you to those people because you bonded my football team more than anything could have ever done. You know they they already had a really special bond in the off season when they all decided to come back. But then when all the noise started from the outside, and these these are, you know, 18 to 24-year-old kids, men, and they see that stuff. And I think that it just, it went from a glue to like a super glue inside that locker room, man. And yes. just, they built something special. They built something special. But, it, uh, yeah, I, I it feels good being a week out. But um, hunting-wise, how... How did uh, ATA go? Good feeling? Good feeling. So, and we might even do an ATA podcast just because uh, DJ didn't get to go. Um, he's got some family obligations, everything. Just got back from uh, vacation um, before we, just right before we left. So, um, he didn't get to go, but, I'm, you know, I haven't filled him in on any of the stuff yet. So, we might do like a, like just an ATA podcast, just kind of. Mm-hmm. It's always cool to see the new gear and hear about it and everything. So, um, yeah, ATA was good. It was uh, long days, you know, on your feet in the booth. Uh, seen a lot of people and got to talk about a lot of products, you know, all the stuff with us with Latitude and everything and what's coming out and everything. And, man, I, I'll tell you what, like 2024 is looking really good. Uh, it's off to a great start. Um, I'm I'm super excited to see what you know, the, the hunting season, like off season, well, it's, the hunting season is 365 for us. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm super excited to see what 24 is going to bring. And, uh, it, it's off to a damn good start. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, you, you haven't really told me anything about ATA, so I'm really looking forward to it. But speaking of ATA, I mean, I don't think that this podcast that we're about to drop today could be timed up any better than come off of ATA because in this podcast there is some there's some uh there's some new stuff in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh today's podcast is with Mr. Nate Grace and Brian Anderson from Prime and G5 and uh David and I not too long ago got to go to Prime G5 headquarters do a tour and we recorded this then. But we got uh we got to hear about some new things you know, while we were there and we recorded that. So we, we knew we were going to drop this right after ATA because that's when, you know, they were going to come out with their new products. So while everybody's listening to this, everybody should know about what they have, but you know, the first podcast that we did with them, you know, later, you know, well, middle of the fall, I guess it was more, well, it was middle of the fall. It was November 14th is when we did it because it was the launch of the RVX, the, the new bowline for this year. So we don't really get you know, into the weeds on the RVX, but everything else that they're doing, we get into the weeds on that. And I'm going to tell you what, I said it on this podcast, like it was awesome to go there because, you know, I think I even said like, you know, 
if everybody could take a tour of that place and just feel the community and the bond and, and the family around it, regardless if they had good products or not, which they do, they have really good products, but regardless, they would buy from them just because of the culture there. The culture is second to none, in my opinion. I really, real that was like the biggest takeaway I took away from that like whole trip. Yeah, it, like you said, we 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 got to talk to those guys back in November about the brand new RVX that you know we're both currently shooting, but to have the chance to talk to them in person, I mean, it, there, there there's no secret. Podcasts are always so much better when you can have these in person conversations, right? But to do it at their facility after spending you know basically a half a day tour and everything, and you nailed it. If everyone could go there and tour the facility, you would be shooting a prime. Like that, that's yeah. just the way it is. But, and, you know, I know we, we say it a lot, but a day like that, just, it just solidifies my thoughts about, you know, great products, but even better people is so, so important to us here. Yeah. Speaking of great products, I'm going to, I'm going to toot something a little here. Uh, fallpodcast.com. We got some awesome merch right now. We got the chili bucks t-shirt. So back on episode 363, I believe it was. Had my father-in-law on, and he referred to uh, chili bucks. I've heard him talk about this for like 14 years and what a chili buck is. So we made a T-shirt about it. You know, it's a smaller deer that you shoot them, and it, it, you know, to go in the pot of chili for everybody to eat. So we made a chili bucks T-shirt. Um, we got uh, a new round of of hats, a different design patch hats, um, awesome hoodies. We did the top line hoodie this year, or you know, in 24. And we got some other hoodies and some other t-shirts on there too. So go to the fall pod or go to fallpodcast.com and check those out. I mean, shameless plug there, but Hey, I would really like to get all that stuff out of my spare bedroom. So, uh, if you guys could please go in order, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, that the, the famous top line t-shirt that we had, I mean, that looks, I mean, we, you revamped it a little bit and it even looks better now, in my opinion, then put that on a hoodie. Here's the thing, guys, if you, if, the outside looks like anything like it does at my place. It is hoodie season and it is chilly season. Like this is the yes. time. Like it is it's crockpot season, right? Like the yeah, winter baby. winter is here. I mean, today today here in Michigan, you know, it's 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 barely double digits right now. You know, mm -hmm. it is it is cold out. Yeah, for sure. So I guess with that being said, uh, I'm gonna do some partner reads here real quick and we're gonna get right into this episode. So Helix Broadheads. Uh, Helix Broadheads makes, in my opinion, the best fixed blade broadhead out there. I'm not gonna lie; I've used it for two years going, two years now. Um, it's uh, they're awesome. They I'm seven for seven with them. I can't ask for anything better. I I shot the FJ twos with just a two blade the first year, and then uh, last year. Well, wait a second. Have I shot three years? Boy, three years. One, two, 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 three. Yeah, three years. Sorry. Uh, in the last two years, I've shot the FJ4, which with, has the bleeders, and uh, boy, I, I couldn't be happier. Like I said, seven for seven with them. The bleeders, you know, they answered a lot of questions there with, uh, you know, being able to have better blood trails, and I think you've seen it this year as well. I mean, mm -hmm. um, you've had some good blood trails as well. I mean, that one in Kansas was ridiculous, to be honest with you. Yeah, and and for a guy that uh, has a hard time seeing blood, the, the blood trail <laughs> is important for me. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. So uh, check them out at helixbroadheads.com. Use the code FALLHX10 for that. Uh, next is Exodus Outdoor Gear. Use the code TF for 15% off there. You can uh, actually, 
they just dropped a new cell cam last week, the Rival R5. I think it was called. I believe it was the R5. I had that in my notes. A5. A5, A5. sorry. Yep. A5. You know why I just said R5 is because my camera is an R5 and it's sitting right in front of me and I'm looking at it. So, okay. <laughs> hey, you're like, you're like, hey, it sounds, sounds good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just going to run with it. So uh, check them out at exodusoutdoorgear.com and look at that new camera. Um, actually, David and I haven't actually had our hands on it yet, but uh, from what we hear, it, it sounds pretty legit. So uh, next is Garmin. Garmin, Garmin, Garmin. You know, um, I, I, I just can't, I just don't have anything bad to say. I want to get your thoughts on it. What was, you, you know, you've had a year with your Garmin site now. Give me, I've talked to you about it a little bit and I've asked you, you know, give me your, your number one thing that you love the most about it. But like, you know, from soup to nuts here, like what, what do we got? What is DJ's like feeling on the A1i Pro? Man, it's, uh, I, if I had to give you one word right now, after almost a full calendar, you're using it in one entire fall is confidence right and you know it, it's funny because you, you you think of the garmin and it's there's a lot of technology in there but it also like i'm kind of a we talk about being a minimalist or like making hunting simple at times that site has made that for me while hunting when i'm up in that mm-hmm. tree like there's one less step i have to take it makes things a little bit simpler in the heat of the moment as in like okay I don't have to reach for the range finder and pull it out and get a range on it. Like, and you know, it's, it's very, we talked about it before. People can be a little overwhelmed in in the very beginning of getting a Garmin, but I'm telling you guys, give yourself 10, 15 minutes and the, it is so easy to set up and your confidence just continues to grow. And I even shoot mine like here in the winter time, I put a target, in my basement and I've been shooting it down here too. And even though, uh, even though, you know, it's only like 15 yards in my basement, I can still use that range find, you know, I'll even put it at different distances, even though it's only 15 yards, they try to like guess, okay, what is that? That's going to be 12. Okay. That is 12. And, but I'm also learning where that pin stack or not the stack, but where the pin is in that site where like there's all those things I can put my memory bank for when the in the heat of the moment where it just makes things life simpler basically in the woods. Yeah, you know, and one thing that I'm I'm doing and that's something I'm going to be doing more of this winter as well in my basement cuz I can get anywhere from 15 to 18 yards in my mm-hmm. basement and you know, when I'm shooting all summer and everything with the I just range and get a pin. I never shoot the pin stack. So, mm-hmm. what I'm going to be doing this this winter, one thing with the Garmin is I'm going to be shooting the pin stack because I never like, I don't want to ever get in a situation where I need to have it. And it's just like, I'm not used to it for some odd reason. You know what I mean? So it's just going to be, uh, shooting with the pin stack and, and trying to, to get that to be second nature as well. And don't be like so reliant on clicking that button and getting a range and getting one pin. So, um, that, that's going to be my winner goal here. So, um, but we're going to move on from that buck bourbon. Now this one was a, a, was a, was a huge success in my opinion this year. Um, not that we didn't think it was going to be, but buck bourbon has got some of the coolest products in my opinion. And honestly for me, and it might be a little bit different for you. Like my favorite product this year that we used from buck bourbon is the food plot seed. Dude, I, I'm not a food plotter at all. Like I, 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 I've done food plots 
majority of my hunting journey. Okay. But I am, uh, I am, uh, I am like, a a like, a I don't know what you would call it. I'm like a ghetto food blotter. Like I don't take soil samples. I don't, you know, I, I use Roundup. I kill it. I work it up. I plant the seed and then I drive over it with the truck or the ranger and I call her good. Like in hope for rain. That is me as a food plotter. Like I am, you know, not a land manager by any means, but I'll tell you what, any product that I can use in those simple steps like that, and it comes up good and the deer love it. I'm on, I'm on board with that. And I'll tell you what, this year, the buck bourbon top shelf food plot seed was that for me. I made three plots. I made a spring plot and I made two fall plots. I actually killed no go on a fall plot. And it was, you're going to see all that footage and everything. And I actually did a, a product review on, on, on the food plot seed that I'm going to be putting up on the YouTube channel here soon. And my second favorite was probably the distiller's knife kit. And you might, you might, that might've been your favorite one. Where were you at with that? That's it. That's <laughs> the, the knife kit was mine, you know, because I, yeah. I want to ask you this. This is something I haven't asked you, um, but it's something that I noticed when you had anyone around that might have seen the distiller's knife kit or you use it how many of your buddies or fam close family members were like hey what what is that right there like wh yeah. where did where did you get that you know because that yeah. that was that was always me like if i had mine out and i had family members or friends or they're like wait is that all that came in that kit i'm like it, it's it's a one-stop shop that is it is like the mobile hunting kit mobile uh knife it really kit, is basically it really is. I couldn't agree more, man. Yeah, if you guys go to buckbourbon.com, you can check those out. Use the code TFP20 and uh, get your, you know, whether it's a knife kit or whether it's a rack house ground blind, whether it's mineral or attractant or food plot seed, uh, go there, buckbourbon.com, use the code to help us out. I, I tell you and what, hey, I, I was going to say, when I think about that knife kit, I'm actually not surprised George came up with that. Just from the fact it was like... If you think about if you're an outfitter and you got, you know, maybe guides that work for you, the amount of, of gutting and caping and cleaning you're doing throughout a year at a, at a big outfitting business, I, that thing would be attached to your hip at all times. Yeah. Yeah. And we did a, like, like DJ's alluding to, we, we did a podcast with George, the owner of Buck Bourbon, but he also owns a, uh, outfitter, white tail outfitter down in Kentucky. And we did a podcast with him, go listen to it. And he explains more about the products, but yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. That's, that's a, it was a necessity for him to have. So we just made the product or, you know, got the product, made it and then put it out to the masses. And it just, it's awesome. It yep. really is. Uh, next prime, we're going to get into prime a lot today. So, um, the all new RVX series, you guys know all about that. We do have uh, possibly something new coming here with Prime. I'm hoping that we can tell you, but uh, I don't want to get too into the weeds with that. Um, six different camo options. They brought back the G-Fade look this year, uh, up to 11 different solid colors options you can do. They integrated the new Picatinny sight mount this year, uh, and also they got the center grip technology, which you know the center grip riser um, makes it balance really well. And uh, lastly, but certainly not least, America's best bowstrings. Use the code the fall for quality perfection and peace of mind. I want to just say these guys just launched a new string, the launch and the launch X. Now this is not replacing the platinum pursuit or premium series. Those are still out there and very good, but I'm going to tell you what right now, this launch and launch X string 
I've been playing with it, putting one on my RVX and my RevX. And I'm telling you right now, they have a technology that nobody has but America's Best Bowstrings, and they hit a home run with this thing. The stability on this thing, I don't, I, I almost wonder, like you could snag this thing on a lot of things. I don't know if it would break. And uh, the best thing about it, though, is I was telling you the other day, man, I have yet to have any peep twist on mm-hmm. any America's Best Bowstring products I've ever had. So shout out to them. Like they, they stand behind that stuff, and uh, it's been awesome. Their, their strings have made it fun. And you can cut all the color options. You can you can pimp your bow out. You can have drip to all drip or whatever. You know <laughs> what? What do the kids say now? It, that slaps. It could slap. You know. <laughs> so go check them out. AmericasBestBowStrings.com. Use the code the fall. So with that long dissertation, I appreciate you guys sticking around for that. Hopefully you did, um, because we're just trying to help you guys out with some codes, save some money, but also run all these products through the paces, so you guys can really hopefully, you know, take our opinion and really respect it and really, you know, put some validity to it. And hopefully we can help you in your next purchase. That's all we're here for. And we're just trying to get it out to the masses. So thank you guys very much. Here is this interview with Mr. Nate and Brian from G5 Prime. All right, here we go. We are, we are live again. Had uh had some card issues. I'm gonna have to watch it now. But uh, we were just saying this recorder's traveled very well, so it's uh probably time to replace it. But I will say it's got a lot of nostalgic uh, memories for me. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of places. W- was that ground zero for you? This is ground zero. Yeah. This is six years into it, and this is this is ground zero. This was number one, and I can't believe it still looks the way it does. But that's awesome. So. Hey. There There's a lot are. of history here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we are we are live uh headquarters of G5 Prime today and uh we've got Nate Grace and and Brian Anderson again. Thank you guys for doing this again, but we're in the flesh today and we got a tour of the whole place and I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, it yeah. was really cool to to walk the floor. Yep. And I tell you what, you know, there was a lot of things going on out there today on the factory floor, but what surprised me or maybe not even surprised but I was pleasantly surprised was is hearing some of the employees talk about being here 20 years, mm-hmm. 17 years, 13 years. And when you hear, you know, employees talk about being around a, a company for so long, it's like the, sometimes that's all I need to know about a company. Well, tell me a lot about it. Right. Yeah. And that was, that was what's cool about it because you got, I mean, you've had, how long has, uh, what's his name in the engineer? Oh, Phil. Yeah. Phil. Uh, 20 years this year is what he said. Yeah. So and he said yeah. 50 years in the trade. Yep. And I'm like, holy cow, that guy has seen and done a lot. He's a wealth <laughs> of knowledge for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was watching some of the guys out there, you know, that pushing buttons or turning dials and it's like just, you know, just a little bit of a dial and you could see how much it would change. He was explaining to another guy and it's like, well, that's, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, we appreciate you guys having us down here. Nate, what have you been, you, what have you had your time invested in lately? Uh, the, the last few days or a few weeks has been trying to wrap up the new head. We're about to launch for mm-hmm. the ATA show, uh, the T2, which is a two blade rear, rear sliding head. And, and uh, just trying to work on the uh, the tolerances and stuff before we get into full production. So we'll we'll make variations of of each part just to see what tolerances work well and what yep. that does out in the field, kind of thing. So I got it's you. a lot of tedious work. It's not a ton of fun, but it, it's real meaningful. Um, and so just trying to wrap that up. Mm-hmm. We were just talking a little bit about the field work when it comes to some of this stuff. Now, is the field work the fun stuff? Because uh, <laughs> it can be uh, stressful. It sounds like. 
I think it's both. I mean, we have a lot of fun with some of the things we do. I mean, design, obviously, Nate's, that's been his baby. But, I mean, just little little things. So, from the ground up, I mean, I think it's all fun. It just kind of, there's obviously more frustrating parts than others. But Well, when when, when it goes well, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But they don't always go well. No. Uh, we, yeah, and just before this, we were telling a story about one that didn't go well. And, and it, it can... It can you know, turn into a goat rodeo real quick, you know? <laughs> and then it's one of those things you're just like, we, we're not talking about this, but you have to, because yeah. I mean, yep. that's, that's the thing. So, um, but, but it's happening 12 months out of the year. Right. So, uh, there are times when, you know, we need to test it in the flesh, but season wise there isn't. So, right. uh, um, yeah, you, you gotta do a lot of things that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's but, it's a requirement, and and the product will be better because of it. Oh, absolutely! But uh, yeah. some of those we don't enjoy as much as hey, this is done right before elk season. Yahoo! You know, let's go. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got everybody signing up to exactly. I'll, I'll, do it for you. <laughs> I'll test them out. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you guys this. You know, because here at you know Prime Archery and G Five, it's it's constantly it's new bows every year, and new broadheads, new products. How how satisfying is it to? You like see that process start from ground zero to the end and like you said you know maybe a lot of headaches right now but when it when there's a final product and you start seeing your guys customers use them how satisfying is that to you guys uh i mean it, it fuels us for the next project that mm-hmm. could take you know a year three years you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know some four or five years mm-hmm. stuff that you start and you just you can't figure it out you know but but that that motivation of of prior projects that have worked well, the, or the you know you get in text from guys like thank you, you know I wouldn't have found this buck or uh, I wouldn't have been able to make that shot or mm-hmm. or I didn't have time to to put in the practice, but man with I didn't have to with your product kind of stuff, um, you know that 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 uh, really helps. Yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, feel you. So uh, we got a couple a uh, couple guys where. He- Tend bring your mic a little closer. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We got a couple guys we tend to lean on early season, you know, guys that live in Texas, things like that, that can go chase mm-hmm. axis or hogs or stuff like that and uh, see those finally kind of come in fruition and, and put through an animal, I mean, at least on the broadhead side or even with the bows and being able to shoot stuff. It definitely is an exciting time of the year because you're still, like, doing small tweaks and right. you know it's it's there. It just needs to be that new, new small nuances. I mean, it kind of kind of gets us pumped to finish the projects and push through and um sales marketing side to make sure we have the right data to be able to do it like this year was probably the first year in a long time we always get a couple bows out to guys to you know make sure we're there this year we were able to get you guys and Mm -hmm. and a bunch of guys out bows early this year to put a lot of animals on the ground and it definitely helps with all the projects but i mean at the end of the day it's it's pretty awesome to get those texts the calls you know that guys are just out of this world happy with what we've been able to do and help them hunt you know yeah what about this you know we're as we're recording this we're in a conference room and the first thing that caught my eye were these hand handwritten letters there's and there's, a, there's letters some here. there's some from kids over there yeah, yeah. you know or it's, i'm sure probably the handwritten stuff don't come in anymore but when you got something like that in the mail here that's got to be so like <laughs> that just gotta make your heart feel good you know oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking of that, like that little kid's cheesing from ear to ear with that buck, and it must have been like the coolest thing for him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We, st- we mean, like you said, we don't get as many handwritten. Yeah. It's all emails and phone calls and stuff like that. But we still get a lot of handwritten notes from, and I think it's probably parents pushing the kids, but 
it really kind of pumps us up. Like, you know, or we got one, an older lady sent a handwritten letter this year. She killed her first elk at like, I don't know, she was in her high seventies, I think. And really? it was a stud. And she, I mean, you could just tell she had the passion to write us. And it was like, we still love getting that stuff. And it, yeah. I mean, we're, we're not perfect. And, you know, we get calls, you know, and majority of the guys that call customer service have something to talk about. We still get calls on the daily of how, you know, thank you. You know, your broadhead did that for me. Your bow did that for me. Those are the days that really like just make a smile and, you know, like continue to push through and, yeah. you know, especially the busy times of the year where it's, uh, you know, it's more complaints than not. And, and usually it's something small we can, we can help a customer through. I mean, uh, the graces have always been really pushed us on the marketing and the sales and the customer service side, take care of our customers, whatever it takes, take care of them. And, uh, a lot of times it's just taking care of people, but to get those calls in and, you know, make our days, it, it definitely still, for still sure means a lot. So. Yeah. And I want to, I want to hit on something too. We talked about, you know, you talked about the employees being here for a long time, a lot mm-hmm. of them. And, you know, we're in a little town in Michigan right now. I mean, one stoplight, you got two dispensaries basically <laughs> and no gas station. Like I, they're growing up everywhere. Yeah, but anyway, exactly. um, the thing that I really like about it is you guys have multiple buildings but you wanted to keep it here in the community, which is absolutely huge for me. Like that is so cool. And the fact of like, um, you took it upon yourself, you guys as your company is, um, you know, we need a tool built. We're going to build it ourselves and we're going to figure it out and we're going to get the right people in the right position. Like I remember we were over at the finishing place Mm -hmm. and you were, uh, you brought up the arrow spinner or whatever. And you're like, we needed something that we could do it at, you know, I don't want to say anything because I don't know if I can say it or not, right. but you want, you need, it needed to be your spec. Yep. And so you guys built it and took it upon yourself to do it, the, the things that you thought it should do. And that I was just like, that is the coolest thing, man. You're not really outsourcing anything. You're just taking it upon yourself to be problem solvers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was started by my grandfather was a big deal. And his, his, uh, adage around here, um, is you're only as good as you can measure. Um, and my, my dad, uh, taught me and my brothers that, um, and we've been trying to teach, everybody that comes through the door, the same thing. And, and that was one of the things. So, um, you know, uh, you know, and, and, you know, to be fair too, you know, aero straightness is you can't, you know, just run to the corner and, and buy yourself an aero straightening device. But, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of companies that would develop that for you, but you, you kind of miss out on that learning opportunity. Sure. And that was part of what my grandfather was getting at was if you could take the time to, to figure out a way to measure something, um, you get to know what that something is at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not just a device to measure straightness and 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 spine and and all those things, but understanding what it takes even to to do that gets us uh, a, a deeper level of of what that arrow is. Yeah. Um, and we've done that with with a lot of things, and that takes time. Uh, it it it. it um, can kind of stretch you thin, you know, some of the guys back in engineering, they're like, well, we got to learn something else now. Like, why don't we just outsource that? There are those guys. And sometimes that makes sense. And, yeah. and but for us, we'd rather, you know, take a little bit of a, a slower approach and really try to get to the, to the, to the root of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's part of it. So, mm-hmm. and again, Sometimes you do those, we could show you all kinds of containers of stuff that we built that didn't do anything. <laughs> I've got shooting Here's ma- paperweight. <laughs> I've got shooting machines that I spent a couple of years developing that at the end of the day, we just tore apart, um, you know, because you're, you're trying to understand things at a deeper level and, and some of those efforts never pan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
some of them do like the arrow straightness. Yeah. yeah. But I, I see it too, as you're taking risk as well. Like mm-hmm. you're, t- you're putting it upon yourself to like what you said, learn, but you're taking risk and ultimately, you know, two things might not hit, but you might get the best thing that, you know, the next guy might need too. So then you turn around and you can sell that idea to, it's just so many different ways there. And I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yep. And, um, I, I, every, I think every station we went to, I, I seen something like that, whether it was somebody from the community here working, or it was a machine that you guys designed yourself and did. It was just, there was always a, a connection to each station. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And we, you Absolutely. know, and if I would have known what you just talked about, about your grandpa, like that, looking back at our whole tour today, I, he's got a fingerprint on everything out there now. Like let me, oh. how you said about your grandpa, yeah. about the comment about your about how you can only measure whatever it was where it's like you can see that fully in in prime g5 mm-hmm. out there like i that's a great reflection to it yeah um now to to kind of move ahead here because i know we we got a lot of products to get through because we did do a podcast before yep. and we talked about the rvx series the brand new rvx that launched on november 14th which is a, a badass bow um, but we have one sitting right in front of us here, which is a, another badass bow. And then we've got a couple more I want to talk about. And then we got arrows I'd really like to talk about. And um, but Brian, I'd like to have you kick it off. I want to talk about the Ronin here, the the Prime Ronin. Just kind of give us the sub one thousand dollar bow, correct? The best sub one thousand. There, there you go. So, um, yeah. So this is our first year with Prime to go under a flagship. Prime has always been just a flagship bow. I don't want to say just a flagship bow, a flagship series. Um, we focused on all of our technology into the brand new bow, kind of transitioned year after year after year, and you know evolution of it. Um, we had Quest for quite a few years. It was a great line, um, but we felt we could do a better job putting it into the prime line. That being said, this has really not anything to do with Quest. We just filled a category price point um, that we've never had with Prime that we had in the Quest, and this is definitely higher than that too. So this bow is going to retail for $850. It's got a fully machined riser. It's got flexes just like the cable guard on the on the RVX, uh, you know, integrated carbon string stop. It has the same exact core cam system that you're getting on the flagship RVX. In like I said, that sub thousand dollar price point. There's a lot of great bows out there that are under a thousand dollars, but if you look at them, they're putting all their technology into their flagships, and then it kind of trickles mm-hmm. down from there. This has almost all the features that you can get in the high end bows. There's definitely some small things and that make a big difference, and that's why there's a big price. There's still that big price difference, but it's like I said, it's got a fully machined riser. It's still got a center grip, which is what we're going after on all of our bows. We want a bow that's going to get on target faster. It's going to hold on a target longer. That's where that center grip is going to go. But it doesn't have the nano grip, so it has the wraparound grip, but it doesn't have the nano material underneath it, so it'll be a little bit colder in your hand. Um, it's a straight riser. It doesn't have the same um, swerve as the as the high end bow. So flexibility on this bow, we made it a little stiffer to to match it. Um, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's going to have the same you know stiffness with a different design. So basically, you're getting a high end, almost flagship type bow for under that thousand dollar price point. It it it, it has the um, our integrated quiver system. It doesn't have the integrated rest um, or the Picatinny like you'd have to get in the new mm-hmm. on the new RVX. But, I mean, it's one of those bows you're going to pick up and go, wow. I mean, it really mm-hmm. wows you the minute you pick it up, how it balances in your hand, how well it shoots. I mean, 
if if this went up compared to say a flagship bow in anybody's category five years ago, I think it would it would win. You know? I, when so, I picked it up, I'm like, this is a flagship. Yeah, bow. <laughs> that's what a lot <laughs> of guys feels, are doing. It looks you know, just so. like it. Yeah. When, so, when I walked by it, I didn't. Say, I thought there was an RBX sitting in exactly. here just at first yeah, glance. Yeah. So we're we're pretty excited to get in a in a category that's slightly different than what Prime's been in since we've started, um, and you know to get a bow in some guy's hands that necessarily can't afford a thirteen or fourteen hundred dollar bow, um, like I said at, at that eight hundred fifty dollar price point, it's going to have our same finishes, same limbs. I mean, this bow has really got all the features of a high end bow for a great ticket. So, mm-hmm. guy could you know necessarily. Um, you know, get into a prime bow and not have to feel like, oh man, I don't have any more money for accessories or things like that. Or sometimes, you know, this will get you, get you into that or just get a guy that's never been able to afford a prime, um, into a prime. So, yeah, that's really cool. Now, Nate, what would like this, as I'm reading the paper right here, it's a 34 axle to axle. It does not look that long to me. Mm -hmm. Like it, it looks like a, uh, 32 or 33, but like I said, it looks like a flagship bow. Like what was... What was the, you know, can you add a little more on to what Brian said? Like, what was the purpose behind this? Like, what did you want to, why did you want to get into this? Um, I, I think some of the things that we're doing uh, with our flagship bows, like what we're doing with the RVX, um, might not be as um, easy for people to see. Okay. Um, and, and there's some, some things behind the scenes, so to speak, uh, that we're doing that no other bow manufacturer has been doing. Um, and we've been doing it since day one. And so I think, um, you know, what this kind of does is it kind of illustrates some of those behind the scenes things, uh, because I think in a lot of regards, this is as good as what a lot of other, uh, uh, premium, uh, bow manufacturers are producing as, Absolutely. as their flagship bow mm-hmm. for a lot, a lot, a, a lot more. Um, and, uh, I, I think when you look at the Ronin, you would expect, uh, that out of it. I mean, it, 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 it feels, it feels good. You know, it sounds good. It's, it's not great in those, in, in those regards, but it, it feels good. Just, just like all the other competitors bows above a thousand dollars and it tunes as well as those guys does as, as well. I mean, we can, you can laterally ship the, the cams uh, left and right with our, uh, spacer system there without pulling the axles. Um, but it doesn't tune as easily as the rvx because of the swerve because of some of the things that we're doing with the risers that we're not doing with this one uh that you really just can't see like geometrically mm-hmm. you know there, there's other things that we're doing to those uh risers to get a consistency at a level that nobody's done before and, and a lot of that has to do with uh just predictable tunability is yeah. kind of what we call it in house it's not really a, a sexy tagline <laughs> <laughs> you know for marketing but but there are those things that are going on. One was the aerogel uh, for the nano grip. You know that that that's an expensive uh, material that's underneath, um, and that's not on this one, uh, but that is on the RVX. Um, but a lot of it's in the the, the subtle manufacturing techniques and stuff. Uh, a lot of people they the, the machine, paint, assemble, ship the bows. We do so much more than that. Um, we 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 almost <laughs> as I put, look at Brian's I'd face say, and he's like I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you guys got to see a lot yeah. of those things yes, today, you know. So those little nuances that we are doing on every single that bow that goes mm-hmm. out the door, you know. So yeah, we there we spend time with the riser after it's machined, before it's decorated. We we cycle bows and we we do all kinds of things on uh, tuning wise. There's a, there's there's very nuanced things that that happen in assembly that we can catch, pull back, 
we can adjust and then and then put out that that's not happening here in the Ronin, but it isn't happening in any of our competitors' bows either for bows that are four or five six hundred dollars more than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for us, it was kind of a way to to show, hey, you know, um, there is a difference here that that's maybe not quite uh, uh, as uh, easy to recognize for the average guy. Yep. There, there's more under the paint, paint, so to speak. Um, but it's still a center grip bow, which is, uh, to us super important. Um, and so we didn't, we didn't, uh, go back on that, um, at all because I, and the same with the, one of the other bows that you'll talk about here, probably shortly, the NXT as mm-hmm. well. Um, that, that center grip, you know, everybody wants a bow that just aims and that's what, you know, is the heart through here. But I think the biggest thing was again, to kind of illustrate a little bit more directly, so to speak, that the. The RVX is what Prime is doing that we've been doing for a long time. That's kind of different, and the uh, the Ronin is is it's a center grip bow, so that's different and better. But it everything else is kind of industry standard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that is one thing I want to elaborate a little bit on. Is you're right. Like these aren't getting like, you know, it's not a, like a, a assembly line. Like pe- like. When you when you when you get a bow when you get a riser that we picked up I don't know how many different risers today <laughs> and you pick up a riser and then you were explaining the steps that it took and there is endless and it is ve- it is it is so meticulous that is one thing that through that shop that is meticulous everything's looked over with a fine tooth comb on every piece that comes out of here down to the core cams we were talking about the the uh, bearings in the yep. you know in the um. The race inside. The race and stuff. And then you explain that a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even really think about that. Yeah. And like, you guys just take it a little extra further. And it's like for longevity, for stability, for everything. And um, I also want to say as well, uh, we had a couple podcast listeners reach out this last week about wanting to switch over to a Prime. And literally they asked me like, why, why should I switch? And I said, well, first and foremost, my favorite thing about it is the center grip because the balance. I never thought I would go from X bow to another bow and be like, oh, it's because they're all really good. I yeah. mean, it's all mm-hmm. personal preference and everything, yep. but it is a, it, it is a very, when you pick that thing up and you, and you shoot it for the first time, it is like, wow, it, there's a difference here. And, and holding on target at, at distance is awesome for me. And that I equate the balance and the center grip that's what I equate it to because I didn't change anything else. Yeah, right. you know, like that's the biggest difference in any of the bows I've been shooting. Am I wrong on that? Or no, I th- I think that's the single biggest thing that we're offering right now. That that's, um, y- yeah. I mean, it, it, is that and it, and it's because Brian and I, as much as we've grown up shooting bows, you think we'd be better, <laughs> and so we, we, we need as much help. There are other guys here that that just shoot circles around us, and yep. so you know, I mean, that's a big driver. Is we just we needed a tool to help us just shoot better. Um, and with me, it, it was more of a genetic thing. You know, I, my brothers and I, we all have this. Um, when we focus really hard, our hands shake a little bit. It's just the thing. Since mm-hmm. I was a little kid, it's always done. I don't know. It's some ge- genetic. I don't know. I guess blessing or something. I don't know <laughs> if you want to look at it, but that's probably from, from Grant Bow. That's so, so. That's probably from Grandpa too. Yeah. <laughs> but our our pin movement, you know, like, and then I think what we found is, uh, is that everybody's pin movement is really sporadic. Oh, and absolutely. If you, everybody says it's this 
perfect little eight or you know if it's a circle and when you actually measure it you know which is the same that that rifle guys have been finding out for the last 20 years they've had these tools and, and have been it looks like some you know schizophrenic <laughs> like guy on that's coming off a, a of a higher i mean just it's just you know too much coffee or whatever you want it just it looks it doesn't look like anything yeah, it's just yeah. like it was pretty and, impressive when we were able to test this. Like we took the best shooters, the worst shooters, and obviously me and Nate were on the low side of it. Yeah. But the amount of difference it made, like the high end shooters or like their target guys that are really focused on that, yeah, it may have only changed them fifteen or twenty percent better. Mm -hmm. That's still pretty significant. But when we got oh, the yeah. guys like me and Nate, it was fifty, sixty percent better holding on target. It was like, wow, this is this is something substantial because I think more guys fall in our category. Yes, we want to practice. Yes, we're all good shooters. But none of us have enough time. Right. So, I mean, if you can have a bow that every time you put it in your hand is going to make you a better shooter or be able to help you steady on an animal, that was the goal at the end of the day. Yeah. And and I will say when I read and, and talked to you guys about the 60% better hold, I'm like, that is unfathomable to me. But it's I'm a like, big number. It, it is, is a big it's number. A really but big then number. I'm like, I, I've lived it though. Like it with the RevX first, I've been shooting that for over a year now. And then the RVX and I'm like, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? And, and it, for me, what I just saw was just my pin movements was still kind of moving, you know, uh, distance-wise, but it just the pace, it slowed it down. Sure. And there wasn't as much herky-jerky. And so in my subconscious, I could just relax a little mm -hmm. bit more. And I was less, you know, like that little micro-punching. And like, mm -hmm. yep. you're just kind of like, always on edge you're like the closer that thing gets you know that pin gets to where you want it to be you're just, just like a little bit <laughs> you're like, oh, i can't handle this yep. but now you're just kind of like chill man just chill yeah. you know like it's it's all right that and so your pin movement just slowed down and that and that's what guys see yeah. and, and notice in this um or if, if you've used a, a lens before a magnifier and then you take that off mm -hmm. you know like you're like, hey, I'm great. Then you put a lens in there and you're like, oh my goodness, this thing is everywhere. <laughs> I'm like everyone else now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's basically what this did is is it just took that lens away and it just kind of slowed the pace down of the pin and just makes you just chill a little bit more and you can kind of separate the, the aiming from triggering the, mm -hmm. the release, you know, and, and that's that's what's what's required to be accurate. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, 
For just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, because when you when you pick up any of these bows, you know we get the 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 RevX and the RVX, and then you you pick this Ronin up, and even all the way down to that youth bow. When we pick it up today, when I even though the youth bow is way small for me, when I pick it up, it it feels solid. Now mm-hmm. there's it's not doesn't have all the accessories on it, but mm-hmm. like the way the grip is to the bow, when I hold it up, I'm like if I can hold it like that, and if it's for someone like my kid, fit for them, it'd be perfect. You yeah, know? I I just love how they hold out there. Yep. yep. For sure. And it's still got to be trained a little bit on how people think. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. me and Kay, uh, our old brand manager, Kyle, he was like, well, I want a bow that falls forward every single time I shoot. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And that was just a question. He was like, well, because that's what I've been taught. Everybody's been taught. Like, through our years, we want a bow you hold, you shoot, it falls forward. Like, I want a bow after I shoot that's still sitting there aiming at a that's target. That's what I want. Yeah. And that's what we've been able to do with this system. And a lot of people, I think it's almost confusing that the bow stayed there or you pick it up and it just sits there and it doesn't do that kind of stuff so it is gonna it's a little teaching on our part to kind of change the way people think um but when you make a product that does it and it's kind of proven to work i mean it's it definitely helps kind of help train those you know those those thoughts for sure for sure it's it's helped me out because i'm a command shooter i tell my release when it to go off i'm not a surprise (laughs) release mine is like yeah get it there just let it go you know and it's like it's not like that but it can be that way i've been there oh yeah but it is uh it actually it doesn't for me my thought process it doesn't make me think about the float as much it makes it it lets me be able to like hone in on my my command my like hey i'm ready to go kind of thing so um yeah i'm not a surprise shooter at all i was never taught to surprise shoot uh it's just like hey when you want that bow to go off you hit that trigger there pal (laughs) 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 you know so it does help me out in that because i know there's a lot of people out there that are still command shooters i have some friends Mm -hmm. that suffer really bad from target panic because of command oh yeah because they float around it it's just like oh you know there it Mm -hmm. is and um this this technology right here in my opinion has helped my thought process and my shooting in that form so yeah well and especially like you know for me and you you know like your, your daughter's getting ready to get into archery where it's like I don't, you know, they can, when they start off, they don't know any bad habits yet, no. you know? So that's why I was so interested in holding that youth bow. Cause I want to know what she's going to feel like if she shoots it, you know? And, and like you said, the other guy, he talked about how he was always taught with his bow moving forward where it's like, 
my daughter just started archery. I don't have to teach, like, she don't have mm-hmm. to learn those kind of lessons sure. of, with a bow like this. Well, it's yeah. a kind of like that training grip that comes with the, the yeah, NXT that exactly. I showed you guys. I forgot about Every that. little kid yeah. or every new shooter wants to grab that sucker like a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. It's like holding an egg, you know? You don't, yeah. you want to just, and to have, you know, to, we've had a lot of those out through the years and it's amazing the amount of people that have called us and go, can I put that on another bow? Can I duct tape that? Like, yeah. you can do whatever you want, you know, if that's going to help you, you know, but we really want to start the kids out with a right processes to shoot you know so little things like that is you know where nate thinks outside the box to help people shoot right you know so i'm glad you brought that up because that that was a great point let's talk about the nxt let's move on to that because that's just another one of those things of thinking one step ahead Mm -hmm. and can you talk about that nxt and and then the training device that comes with the bows yeah yeah so the nxt again is is a a center grip bow it's uh, I, I don't even know what the X axis off top of my head. Twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah, you. you got it. It's it's a it's a youth you know uh, um, intended bow. Um, twenty six, I think it says. Yeah. Yep. So it, it's a, it's a small um, short draw bow. Um, and th- to be honest, it was for my daughter to be. It was kind of the guinea pig. Um, and she loved her longbow, you know. And and I don't even remember how old she was when we were first doing this. Uh, maybe like four or five and she loved her longbow because it was just super lightweight you know and it's simple you just you grab it you, you know you pull the string you, you rip it back and let it go you know and if you hit the target great um but with this it was one of those things where we kind of learned you know right in front of me like who would imagine that you don't grab your bow like mm-hmm. you grab everything else in the exactly. world you grab yeah. a hammer you grab a, like everything, everything else a bat like the way that you pretty much sure I make golf club no right like yep. the whole pinky yep. and the experience thing that's weird um but, <laughs> but like with bows is kind of the same way right and and there's been some designs in the past where they've actually angled that but yeah. it, it it's it kind of does some funky things to the forces and and different things like that um and then you can kind of do some weird things with your grip with those things as well but it was just uh, trying to give them a chance. And that was kind of the point of that bow was it seemed like, hey, in order to get a bow for those uh, those kids, like it had to be so cheap, you know, for them to buy it. But it was like, man, it's so cheap. It's such a sucky experience. Mm-hmm. Like, right. why would you want to go in with archery? So it was like, they really need the more expensive bows because they have everything on it that makes, right. you know, archery more fun and enjoyable and a reason for you to come back. And with kids, you just want them to come back, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just, do you want to do this again, honey? Yes. Yeah. I was, yeah. Like you won, right? And yeah. so it was like the string hitting their arm, you know, they're over torquing the bow because they were grabbing it like a baseball bat and just ripping it. Um, but it was just being able to be able to push through that bow and, and, and actually aim, you know, halfway decent. That was what the idea, you know, it's so much controlled over your grip. So that, that was the effort there was, hey, could we put something on here to give them a chance to be successful that mm-hmm. they'd want to come back? And, uh, you know, for some of those guys that are just like, you know, my son isn't going to have training wheels on his bow, you know, well, it's fine. You can take it off once they learn it, you know, um, you know, I'd have a lot of friends come over and they were like, Hey, my wife's never shot a bow. Wouldn't you, this was a great tool. We snap that on. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I get that. Then you just kind of unsnap it. They can, they can kind of, well, they get it now because they were, you know, grabbing it with the training, training grip, but they still had a center grip bow that wanted to aim well. Um, and with that grip device too, is, is keeping that string away from people's arms because yeah. you don't lose a potential archer faster oh, than yeah. a big old mm-hmm. bruise on their <laughs> oh yeah on their arm, you know. Um, 
especially with kids they're like no that that bow just it bites you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was kind of the the big thing there um or or the thinking behind it was to try to resolve those two things so that that training device is just a can you explain how like it snaps onto the bow and it's just yeah it's a little plastic piece that snaps onto the um to the broadhead shelf um, and it sticks out if it's a right hand bow it would stick out to the left and it's just got a little angle so when you grab the bow you basically can't the idea is that you would grab that like anything and because of the shape of it you're actually grabbing a, bo- a bow properly mm-hmm. um uh and and it just kind of puts that your your hand at a cant um you know and uh it just yeah get your hand a little bit without anybody teaching you so yeah. You know, some of these bows, guys are buying them like, I never wanted, you know, mm-hmm. I've never been an archer before, but I think it would be fun. I just saw a movie or something. I'm going to yep. give it to my kid for Christmas. Well, they'll have a chance if that's on there to, to grab the bow the first time. Yep. Rather than have an experienced archer walk them through it yeah. kind of thing. So. See, and that's just the extra step to put it, because they come with all the NXTs, right? If yep. you buy an Absolutely. NXT, yeah. it's going to come with it. It's so, going to come with it um that's huge now what are some of the other specs on this like what's the adjustability on it because that's something i asked you today my yeah. daughter's going to be seven you know next summer i want her to really start how long will she be able to shoot the bow kind of yeah no absolutely i mean honestly the range of draw length goes into most women sizes even kind of like when i started or not when i say started like i've gradually got my drawing a little yep. longer um but it's 19 to 26 and a half inches half inch increments on the cam very simple um rotating mod so you can do it at the shop or if it's something done once or twice as the kid grows you should be able to do it in the backyard you know you notice i'm always a little short pop it out change it um it is max of uh, 45 pounds so 15 to 45 pounds so I mean, pretty much basically we're Michigan guys right here. So any kid at 12, 10, 12, you know, can go out there and, and bow yep. hunt, you know, whitetail with this setup. It's not just a kid's bow to get him shooting. It's a kid's bow that can get him out in the woods or, I mean, it's, it's, there's no joke. It's a fully machined riser. I mean, any other bow in this category tends to be a casted or even, you know, brought in from overseas where we're still doing it in house, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's physically, it's really light. It's a 2.8 pound bow. Um, the package it, we do offer it in a package with, it comes with a great package. It comes with our headlock quiver, our peep sight, a whisker biscuit rest. Um, what else did it come with? A D loop installed it still needs to be tweaked at the dealer. So don't just go shoot it. Um, but yeah, basically everything, but arrows and a release to get you out there hunting wow. or re- wow. shooting, yep. you know, so, yeah. so you can get it with or without the package on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a next step bow. I mean, there's no doubt that it's, it's the next level when it comes to youth, youth archer or just beginning archer. If you got a, um, you know, a lady or something like that, that wants to shoot it too. So, um, it's smaller in the grip just because of what Nate was talking about, mm-hmm. but you'll notice that in the machining too. It's not just a big bold molded grip. I mean, it's nice and small and compact when you, when you take the, the, the training grip off of it. So yeah. it's got to fit their hands too, you know, yeah. exactly and, and yeah. that, that wide range of adjustments. You got to think it's, you, you think about when you have to buy shoes for a kid, it's like one and done oh, for yeah. a year where that, that bow like that, you know, whether, you know, Peyton's seven, just getting into it all the way up to 15. That's a bow that could fit that bill, that entire age gap. Yeah, yeah, no, like I was saying, my daughter Willow, she's just starting to shoot it at eight. She's a little bit shorter, a little shorter arms. I do too. I'm, I'm blessed with that feature. Um, and she's been shooting it great. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they've been shooting recurve since they were two or three. So they got the concept of flinging arrows. Now it's building that confidence of actually going out and, and shooting. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a bow you can go in the backyard and have a lot of fun with dad or mom and, and just and enjoy archery. Yeah. It's not something you're going to be babysitting 
I mean, you definitely want to watch a kid, but something they can get into it and start shooting it pretty consistent, fairly quick compared to most of the other setups. We talked about it earlier. A lot of the kids' bows, and we had a bow in this range a couple of years ago um, that just have too big a range. They try to fit everybody into mm -hmm. it, 18 to 30 inches of draw, 10 to 70 pounds. Those are great, and they have a good range, but if you read in the Moner's manuals, you'll find there's there's multiple sweet spots that they want you to be in, and there's even more spots they don't want you to be in on those bows. So we figured out, okay, we had that bow, it was great, but let's focus on a bow that's really going to be bottom to top, mm -hmm. a performance bow. So yeah. Well, yeah, going back to the adjustability comes at a cost. Yeah. Like, like our kids, like, you know, like my youngest right now, she's 10, and I swear she grows like an inch a, yeah. a week. Like it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. It's like a pair of pants, like they only last about two months right yeah. now. Oh, God. But, you know, so that that's a real problem. But at, the, at some point, the adjustable side of things digs into the performance and, and, you know, um, you know, kids need performance just like the, the parents do. Absolutely. And, you know, again, the, the goal is to get them to come back and, yeah. and, and not, you know, be one and done with archery, but to, to come back. And so, so that was kind of the, the design decision we made with the NXT was we're not going to be everything to everybody because it kind of sucks to yeah. everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is going to be for, for the youth be as performance driven as we can get. We still need some adjustable uh, range in there, but you know, try to try to reduce the cost of that yeah. as much as possible. What is the price point on this? What for someone to go buy an NXT? Uh, right around three ninety nine for okay. the bare bone. Yep. Right around uh, five hundred for the package. So yeah. it is a little bit more than some of the price points out there, but it's also significantly nicer. When we talked about machining and American made, and um, you know, yeah, a lot again, of those things, you're, you're, the, well, get them to the, the, a good experience. Yeah, exactly. right. Yep. You know. Um, yep. Or the um, best experience we could give. Yeah. And American made, I mean, all of it's made right here in Michigan, right? Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, every, like that's. Yeah. It's, I, I love the focus on that, right? Because it'd be real easy to just get all caught up in the flagship bowl, you know, which, you know, you guys are covering it from top to bottom. But when you think about the kids and, you know, even if I take away that, you know, I have kids myself that are in the outdoors, that, that is the next generation mm -hmm. up. And, and I tell you what, Nate, you are nailing it with that they got to have a good experience because it, like you said, as soon as they have that negative experience, it's so easy for them to walk away because they have so many other things, sports, social oh. life going on at that young age oh, yeah. where they can walk away in a heartbeat from it, you know? Yeah. And, and they don't understand that, you know, like trying to explain to a, a kid, you the best things in life you got to work at. They're mm -hmm. like, no, I don't. Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you'll buy it for me. They're like, no, <laughs> like, they don't get that logic at all. Those noodles oh. in their head will not yes. connect for yeah, another 10, exactly. 15 years. Yeah, right? We're working on that at home right now. <laughs> so <laughs> in, in a way we kind of have to, um, trick them in, in, in a way, but I mean, they're, they're finding that and they're, you know, they have a good experience. Like they get on a great baseball team and they go to the championship, not just because, but because the team was just stacked. Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to come back, you know right. what I mean? But then they get in a really crappy team. It's like, well, maybe they're not going to come back. Maybe they're going to yeah. try soccer that year, yeah. you know, the next year. They're going to hit the transfer portal is what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're just trying to, to stack the, the favor, you know, as much as we can in the archery to, to give a chance for them to come back and, yeah. and have a, you know, because they had a good experience. Yeah. And these, the NXT line, they can be found at, the prime local dealerships yep, also, Yep, right? so it is a new bow with the Ronin, so you're going to see it in most prime shops or some shops that may have not got it, but majority should have it, and I'm I'm assuming, and I'm assuming, I'm going to say it, they're going to have these bows in shop, you know, yeah. come closer to season two. So, I mean, most kids' bows are either sold towards the summer, towards fall. 
Um, so they're just starting to bring them in, in yep. now for the next upcoming season. So, But it's great for someone to be able to take them into a local archer shop, give them a good experience, and let them try shooting it at the shop itself. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were talking about color options, too, and I got to look here. Uh, you can get it in the morale green. You can yep. get it in the black. Uh, the recon gray, which is my favorite, because mm-hmm. um, I'm a... I'm a grout guy. Grout guy. <laughs> I like gray. Uh, you can also get in King's Camo, Realtree Edge, or Sub Alpine Optifade, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. So that and the Ronin, you can get all those colors. That in. and the same thing for the Ronin, the RevX, you can get just just almost all the colors, but not quite. And then the RVX, you can get whatever color. Yeah. You guys yeah. Offer. We could go all day on the amount of colors and options you can go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I tell you what, during our tour today. We came across the gal that was uh, doing some of the camo patterns on the. You talk about detail. Do you see? Did you watch her work with her hands? I I want to be like, do you need like some lotion or something? (laughs) She she was making sure every bit of that bow was just perfect, and I was like, wow! Like it, you know, not only to be taking the, you know, how much time right there to make sure it was just detail oriented. That process right there. And I don't know if we can talk about it, and I won't, but that process is so detailed, so it has to be done by a person, right? Like, you can't, yeah. like, that's a person, like... Yeah, we we can kind of talk about it. We can't do all the details. Color fusion is the process we use, and we've kind of tweaked it to our own recipe. Everybody that I'm sure that works with color fusion has their own little process, but... Um, like I was saying, if it's printable, we can put it on, on a surface. So, um, the nice thing about it is it's much crisper and cleaner images on our bows. I mean, I, we, that's one thing that since the beginning, everybody said your fit and finish is over top and we've been using color fusion since the beginning. Um, water transfer is what majority of the industry uses or majority of anything that's decorated uses. The problem is that it's on the substrate. It's not in the substrate. So D things like that, uh, bug sprays can actually wear away your your camo, your gun stocks, you know, things like that. This is into the substrate. So you'd literally have to scrape that process off to get it. Plus, like you said, it's just so much cleaner and nicer. And like you said, you've seen her work it. I mean, they have their own tools. Like if there's more than one, mm-hmm. two, three girls back there when they're working, some of them build their own tools so they can go into their little recesses and the holes in the risers. Each of them have their own little secret sauce when it comes to that. But yeah, it's it's a lot of hand detail. It's a lot of a lot of work, but in the long run, it's it's a much better process. It's a hardier process. Um, we powder coat all our risers, so I mean, you're getting the same kind of hardness that you'd see on a motorcycle frame or a dirt mm-hmm. bike frame that gets beat up. I mean, these things are tools at the end of the day, and we want them to look great many, many you know years down the road. So yep, yeah, yeah. I think we kind of call it mass customization. Yeah, exactly. More than a production shop, um, that just fits us. So yeah, we we, we do a lot of detail work. Yeah, uh, I, I like, like it. it. I mean, you got to think a guy walks into the the bow shop and his hand's going to grab that bow and pick it up off the shelf. That's going to be first impressions right yep. there. You yeah, know what I mean, and you can feel that too. You you know, you you pick up any of well, these bows and it's just like What uh, about last year when we were at ATA? Yep. And we were just walking around and we that's when we were shooting the Revax, yeah. but we went to another bow company and mm-hmm. I told David when we were walking up, I said, "I'm going to know if I like this bow or not when I pick it pick it off the shelf." I picked it up, I said, "I don't like it." I immediately, you put your hand on that grip, it says a lot for me, you know, and it's like, that is, that is a big Mm -hmm. part of it. The experience, like what, you know, Nate was saying, it's experience, even for kids, for adults, like when you get to be as thick headed as we are now, it's like, you know what you want. Oh yeah. And if you don't want it, I don't want that. Like, you you know, it's just like, it's black or white usually. So, um, that's, that's huge. The grip is not easy. I mean, Scott, um, developed the grip, the shape many years ago now, but. 
I mean, how many grips did we have going around here, Nate? 20, 25? I mean, he had 3D printed grips. Oh, we do. He does probably another seven or eight yeah. subtle variations yeah, of that, that every we, year yeah. that he tries to get in, you know, and it's constant. Yeah, and he's been doing that for 12 years now. So yeah. he's... It's, it's crazy because you we got to... You got to be okay with somebody not being happy. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, nine times out of 10, it's usually the same grip we all pick. But yeah. I mean, it's it's hard because there are subtle details, like you said, that just make a difference that you like it, you don't. Do you want a square edge? Do you want a round edge? You know, like with us, do you want the front wrap? I mean, so many different choices when it comes to grips. But I mean, I hate to say it, there's a bow brand from the past that everybody hated the grip, but everybody loved the bow. It's like, <laughs> why didn't you listen to your guys? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and they finally did, you know, but that's where we are. We like, we went through, it wasn't just us. It's like, okay, who you know what grip really kind of falls in that point and it makes a big difference on like you said the first yeah. thing you do put your hand on the grip you know yeah. so yep all right so let's move on a little bit to the next one the black nine which this is a target bow correct so mm -hmm. yep like yep. what is what do we because we have you know target i think is something that like is growing ever so mm -hmm. you know much even now but like you guys have really honed in on like a target bow correct yeah yeah we've uh black is a few years old yep um we've been working on some new stuff um just haven't been real happy so uh the, the black's been doing not, uh well for us and we've uh kept it in the line guys yeah it's, really it's, love it. it still has the uh the parallel cam yep um and uh is yeah, it uh i i was trying to find the spec sheet on it it's I a can't... 39 inch exit axle seven and a half inch brace height so it's got all those sweet spots a target shooter indoor yep. or outdoor would want um, there is some guys that would rock the RevX or the RVX 36 for like a 3D or crossover bows, but there's guys that definitely shoot the Black 9 for Target 3D. It's just that longer platform. I mean, we didn't really talk about it earlier, but basically anything with a center grip, it's going to be shorter from the top axle to the grip than it is the bottom so you're able to feel like you're shooting a shorter bow but get the longer performance gotcha. that bow's got both features it's got okay. the 39 inches and it's got the center grip i mean it's got the the performance of be able to hold on target but it's got every little benefit of a long axle to axle bow so um and like nate said we've been looking at i mean people are probably going to ask after this when are you going to come out with a new target bow when it's the bow we want it to be. We're not just going to come out with another target bow to come out with a target bow. Um, Nate and, and, and engineering has been working on some pretty cool projects that we, we feel are going to fall into that category, um, but we're not going to rush into it just to make another bow. That's why the Black Nine's been a, kind of the staple target bow for the yeah. last three or four years. So three years now? Yeah, three years now. So Would it be safe to say that you're always thinking of or, or working on something new until you hit a home run where you think it is? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be a home run every every time, but um, yeah, yeah, it it just it it needs to do what what we want it to do, and I guess we just have some stuff uh, coming up um, uh, for for twenty five that that really going to be a big shift for us and where we go. So we're just uh, I think things are kind of lining up there mm -hmm. for okay. mm -hmm. for that to work out. But um, and we've been working on this for a while. We thought we'd be ready for twenty four, but not quite. So um 24s are here almost yeah 24 <laughs> is here i mean yeah. The, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Here, yeah so deer season's almost over yeah <laughs> as we're recording this but uh yeah yeah so um i mean that's the those are the bows but i i want to transition over to something i'm pretty excited about and it's these two things on the on the G5 side, you have arrows, which I don't think a lot of people know that you even have arrows. No, that's that's something we've been working on internally is to try to get the word of G5 arrows out more. Last year, we started with the Mark series. Um, it is a three-layer carbon weave 
Um, I, I can do it without it. Okay. <laughs> three, three layer carbon with a carbon weave on the outside. Um, we worked, we teamed up with one of the best carbon manufacturers that have been making arrows for the last 30 years, um, to make our shaft for us. And we worked on our certain weights. We wanted to match. It's really close to the XT hunter. So anybody that has been shooting an XT hunter for the last 10 or 15 years, the gold can, tip, gold tip. Yep. Yeah. Can get into this arrow and be really, really happy. But get the benefits of the Mark series one, the carbon weave, which makes it even tougher. Um, but one of our biggest major things as we keep talking about it today is manufacturing. So majority of the, all the components for the arrows are made overseas, just mass produced. That's good for them, but we weren't happy with that. So we wanted to make the best damn arrow we could, but then we're going to make it even better by building the same performance that we do in all of our broadheads, all of our bows in our components. So all of our components are measured, designed, built, in-house right here in the factory so you're going to be able to take our asd tool which has been a staple in the industry if you build arrows asd is something you got to have it squares the ends of your arrows and then put our bushings our insert systems and have an arrow that's going to spin a broadhead better than any other system out there so there are other arrow or there are other component manufacturers out on the market but they're subsidiary from the arrows. You may get an Easton arrow, but you're going to put an ethics insert on it. Mm. That's a $60 combo to add on to your arrows. Yes. We're adding that in. I've done right? that before. <laughs> and, and I think we all have. You know, We all want to try to see what we can do to make an arrow come to the next level. And that's where we're able to do it um, with, with, with all the G5 arrows. So the Mark series came out last year with two sizes, the 203 diameter and the 244. The standard 244 fits like XT. Uh, Maxima Hunters, standard gold tips or standard, you know, Beamons, any of that. The 203 is basically our version of the Axis, the RIP TKO, um, that that micro diameter. Um, we've looked at the 166, talking to dealers. There's been a lot of guys that haven't necessarily been happy. A lot of shooters like it, but it's hard to tune. That small diameter just isn't. Mm -hmm. So we might look at it for the future, but right now we're really focusing on the 244 and the 203. Um, and you know, so that's where we came out with the, the Mark series last year, this year, we wanted to go with a little bit lighter series. So we came out with the stacks, which is a non-carbon weave. It's still a three lake or two layer carbon, um, amazing straightness. All of our arrows, the marks and the stacks are one ten thousand straightness. We don't offer a three. We don't offer a five. If it doesn't hit those numbers, you guys don't get it. Um, and we've been able to take that same component systems and take it to the stacks. Um, what else we got? So Man. you're literally, you're your straightness if it doesn't come to the straightest standard in the industry you are not selling it that's exactly it mm -hmm. i mean so. that's just the extra step right there because yep. you see a lot of companies and correct me if i'm wrong but you'll see a manufacturer that'll have a one a two and a three and they just sell them you know and then you have like the match grades yep. and stuff like that and it's like but if it's not up to your standard, which is perfection, then you're not going to Exactly. Even... We wanted easy for the dealers to be able to sell a customer an arrow. Sure. But we also mm -hmm. want to be easier for a customer to walk into an arrow and not be confused when they go, I don't know which one I want. Yeah. Just give me the best one or you know, give me the best price point. And that's where we kind of have the difference between the mark and the stacks. The mark is going to be that ultra premium carbon weave. The stacks is going to be a little bit lower price point. Still is straight, still is you know, tough. Uh, just gives it a better price point. So... Yeah, and a little bit lighter weight. And a little bit lighter weight. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, our goal wasn't to be a, a full arrow line uh, like the Eastons and, and everybody yeah. out there that they have, you know, nobody knows. Like, I don't know how many excuses they right. have. Oh, right, right. But that was the thing was, is okay, they're fine. They do great with Absolutely. what they do with, um, but that's not what our goal was. Our goal was just to come in uh, at the beginning here and just be a premium hunting arrow. Yep. And and so it was just, let's focus on the the... A uh, few skews that we could do really, really well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, 
take the best uh, manufacturing or manufacturer in the world and then just best ingredients and not cut corners. Exactly. It was kind of just the focus. Um, so, yeah, for us, I mean, other companies, whether it's fine, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. It just it didn't fit what we're, we we're trying to do and just be on, yeah. the, on that premium side. So Tell me this. So, like, one of the big big things came out since like the ranch ferry and all this, like the <laughs> FOC and customizing and everything like that. What do you tell the guy that wants to get that crazy FOC and get like, you know, add weight and stuff like that? Do you have things to do that? Or like, what is, how does that all work if somebody wants to do that? Yeah. So the 203 system has the most integratable system that works with that. Um, one, we're not the biggest fans of FOC. I mean, it it's doable. It's nice. The Ranch Ferry and some of those guys are really pushing guys to push it over the top, which doesn't make it easier for anybody to tune an arrow. So we wanted to make it a really simple system. So it'll come standard. Like the 203 has a two-piece um, insert system, basically a half-out system with an armored collar that goes over top of it. We also make a stainless steel version that's every size. So if you get the, the 250, 350, whatever it may, it's exactly 25 grains more. Okay. So you pull the collar out, you put the stainless steel collar on. One, it's going to be a little tougher. Two, it's going to give you that extra additional 25 grains on the front. So it'll give you another 2 or 3% FOC, 2% probably closer to that, depending on your air length. Um, it, it's able to do it really simple and easy without having to have a 36-inch Allen wrench to put a weight in the back of it or pull your inserts out. We wanted a really simple system. So we gave that option. We didn't go ultra heavy. So, I mean, you were not going to see that out of us. Like I said, we want an arrow that is going to shoot and it's going to tune well. If we start getting the arrows that are additional 100, 150, 200 grains on the front, that gets really tough to actually shoot and, and t- tune an arrow. So an additional 25 to get you up. So if you want to shoot a 125 grain broadhead and with our insert system, I think it's close to 57 grains with um, um, the insert and the stainless steel collar somewhere in there. Cause or maybe it's more than that. Cause I think it's like 37 of the aluminum. So maybe like closer to 67. Um, it's going to give you that option to play with without having to really change a lot of stuff or go, you know, deep in the weeds by having to, like you said, order custom inserts or anything like that. It's as easy as just swapping a collar. Yeah. I like that. So. And then where can you get these? Are they at G5 dealers? So, yep. Or? So G5 dealers, we're, we're working on adding more dealers every day. Like I said, it's a new product. So, I mean, it's kind of getting more dealers to get behind it. Um, we sell them on our website. Um, Camel Fire sells them on their website. So there is some online dealers, but they're also, you know, just ask your, you ask your local dealer if they've sell G5 broadheads. They may have the arrows. If not, they can order them and have them in no time. We have plenty on, on the shelf. Yeah. Stacks are going to start shipping after the first year. Mark's been out since tw- uh, 20, and basically beginning of 23. So Okay. Yeah. Good looking arrows, too. They are. Look, they're Appreciate sharp. it. They're Appreciate clean. It. They got the good branding. They got all that. It's really neat. Yeah, we didn't want to go over the top with branding. We just wanted to make an arrow that was nice. I mean, you could anybody could put shredder graphics or bright zombie colors on stuff and things like that. I mean, all those arrows are great we've always been really clean with our colors. We like very simple, clean, and really, you know, express the brand more than worry about, you know, being too, too flashy with it. So, yeah. And as the engineer, uh, <laughs> or, uh, what, as a engineer, uh, I, I, uh, Casey and Scott have been doing great at with, with the leading the arrows. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, that all comes at a cost too, right? Like literally pennies, and, and nickels and dimes, and we'd rather put that in other parts of the arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and of, and, and and that you know, again, that was the idea behind G five arrows was keep the in kind of like Papa John's. We use the best ingredients, the best manufacturing, make the best product. Exactly. So maybe that it's not quite as flashy, like Brian was alluding to there. Um, 
but again, those do that does come at a cost. Every mm-hmm. every, every, you know, if if we were to extend our decal an extra inch, it's going to cost a little bit more. I'd rather stick that into the to the resin and the and the, the fiber I or, like or a lot. Mm-hmm. The, the quality control that that we put in and the the I mean we basically check the arrows twice so um, just to ensure everything so yeah I like that a lot yeah um, I guess we're almost on an hour here but I want to talk about one more thing if you guys are good can absolutely. we talk about the the Montana deal or no yeah, yeah absolutely yep because yep. i think this is cool like, and i had no idea this was going on until we got here yeah so we bought the state of montana um, <laughs> so dave and i are it, going it out hunting next year yeah. <laughs> so come to me and Nate for any tags you know yeah. so yeah um no so montana rifles has been a staple um in the industry since 1999 um they focused on a pre-64 model 70 action which is basically kind of a really kick-ass Mauser action. It's a controlled feed in a situation which really kind of uh, touts for like uh, Australia, not Australia, Australia is part of it, um, but Alaska and Africa, things like that where you really need to make that second shot count where, you know, a Model 700, it's a great system. I have plenty of them. Um, If you get in in a shaky situation, you can throw a round out. Um, That's where the the controlled feed comes into factor. Well, in early 2021, it, well, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Um, we purchased Montana Rifles. We brought everything from Kalispell in-house. Um, we hired an engineer to, to push the project along, um, and we went from a CASID receiver to a fully built machine receiver. I should say we are Montana Rifles now. We should probably say that to start. Um, <laughs> are, are you going to keep the branding the same? We are going to keep the branding the same. It's been a staple. We didn't want to change that. It just happens to be Montana Rifles made in Michigan instead of Montana Rifles made in Montana. Um, but we did take it from a Cassid receiver to a fully billet machined receiver, um, tightened up the tolerances. Uh, Montana did a great job. They just kind of, I would say at the end, they just weren't holding the tolerances and the things that we would we would consider what we'd want. Um, so we kind of went from all the castings to billets. Um, we've in- integrated the new Picatinny into the top. Um, we're going to start with a short action, which we are officially, sounds like we're shipping some guns today to um, some dealers in Texas and Oklahoma area. Um, 6.5 Creedmoor and 308 to start. Um, we just finished the long action. Um, so we're in the process of making sure it's just hitting hitting all the specs. And that'll open up a lot more calibers. We're never going to be the company Montana was when it was calibers. They had somewhere around everyone everyone yeah. you literally could get everyone yeah. for and like if they a had minimal a, cost yeah Holy if it cow. wasn't a caliber they had it was 2 or 300 bucks to order a custom caliber shape so um we're not going to be that brand mm-hmm. but we're going to bring the premium calibers that most people want uh you know standard 300 7 mil um we're definitely looking hard and we're going to go down that road of 65 PRC 7 mil PRC 300 PRC uh, but we still want the we still want the staples 308 30 odd six, seven mil. Um, so we're going to have a, you know, 10, 12 calibers and that's, what we're going to focus on. I mean, eventually we may go a little wider than that. Um, we're starting very simple, very clean. We're going to have two options. One is can, uh, the high line, um, and one is the, oh, what's the other name? Junction. Junction. Yeah. Uh, the junction is going to be an all wood classic gun blued. Um, and then the, the high line is going to be a McMillan carbon stock, um, in, um, burnt bronze so basically you're gonna have two options you can kind of go carbon long range or you can go traditional and that's kind of where montana's always felt is more in that traditional feel traditional look um so we're really really excited about it like i said it's been three years in the making to get it to where from where we purchase it to now um you know we like i said we got to shoot the first 300 in the long action the last couple of days 
Um, I mean, what else has been stacked on top of it, Nate? Yeah, it's just uh, bringing in all the manufacturing here. Um, we don't make the stocks. Yep. Um, but outside of that, um, we we acquired some of the equipment for the the barrel making, and that's what Montana Rifle was known for. And actually, mm -hmm. the business that they started, but that led into that is they were making tens of thousands of barrels uh, for Remington, all the all the big guys, and that's kind of what they were known for. And so when they released the uh, Montana Rifle Company. Just they had top of the line uh, uh, barrel, and, and they were making that in house. So we brought all that in. It took a while to to get that up and going. So we're making the barrels here. But again, the receiver, the bolt, all the critical components are manufactured here. That's taking longer to get up and going than <laughs> we had thought. Uh, but that's pretty typical. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's been uh, a, a lot of. But we'd say it's a lot of uh, glass eating um, <laughs> because it's it's Prove it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ge geometrically it, that was the the awesome it, the the whole reason um, the seven hundred came out is because it was like nobody likes making right the other yeah. it's too damn difficult mm -hmm. so they're like let's make this easier we'll give up a little bit and you know let's make it easier well not only was it a hard design but to go kind of backwards in a lot of ways and say, no, we're going to machine this thing instead of casting it and try to get it at a price point that's, that's accessible to guys. Um, and, and everything is, has been a, a challenge for, mm -hmm. for a company, third generation manufacturing firm that's been around for over 50 years. It's been tough. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, but we're really proud of, of where we're at. Um, and pretty excited about where we're going to go with this thing. And yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, we, we saw the guns today mm -hmm. and, um, this is conversations I've been having with him is, is like, I used to love gun season here in Michigan. Now it's kind of like, I've kind of lost the luster for it a little bit for a couple of reasons. We'll yeah. just say that. But when I saw that gun today in my head, I said, I want to gun hunt again. <laughs> like it literally that. That bronze, did you call it the bronze? Burnt bronze, yeah. Yeah, and then the carbon stock and everything. I'm like, Sharp. I have to have that. Like, <laughs> here's my wallet. Take it. I yeah. want a 6.5 Creedmoor. Uh, that it is the, probably, I'm not going to lie to you. So I, I used to do some work with, um, not the best of the West guys, but, uh, um, oh gosh, it was another company out there like that. A long range company. Um. Huskama Optics. Huskama is gun or best of the West. Okay, there you so go. So they're yeah. two sub series. So I yeah. did some work for Huskama and then yeah. So anyway, and I've seen some really cool custom made guns. Mm -hmm. That gun in there is the coolest gun I've ever seen. So soup to nuts, everything. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of those high end guns nowadays, and I'm not knocking them because I have some and they're great guns. A lot of them are I would say like the Jeep world where you buy parts and put them together. Sure. Mm. And that's what a lot of them are. This is not that. This is a 100% ground up built in-house, you know, factory gun. So we're not taking pieces from this brand and this brand and putting them together. Like I said, we worked with American, you know, made manufacturers when it came to the stocks. Um, and then everything else is built right here in-house. I mean, we're, we're, we're really, really excited to bring that manufacturing back into Michigan and, and having, you know, a domestic made American gun. Um, and I think a lot of people are, I mean, yeah. even if you get into some of the, a lot of the higher end guns that are, you know, commercial names, a lot of those guns aren't coming from the United States anymore. So mm -hmm. they have American brand, 
but those, you know, those things aren't. So to bring it back and have it for, I say, a reasonable price. I mean, it's definitely not cheap. We're going to retail the guns, either one carbon stock or woodstock for 2500 So it's not cheap, but it's not really not six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000 like some of these rifles you're mm-hmm. seeing out there right now. So we're, we're really excited to bring, you know, bring that back out. So, I mean, it's like I said, it's been a little slower start than we wanted to, but we knew we had to do it right. You know, the, the Graces have always been sticklers on making sure the product is right before it goes out the door. And you know it's it's taken three years to do that, but we're we're at that point. Yeah. So. Where where can people pick these guns up when they do get ready? So ask any local dealer. We're we're okay. working. So right now we just have a couple dealers out of Texas, um, one out of Texas and one out of Oklahoma, um, that are going to be the first round to get the first couple guns. And like I said, it's going to be six five Creedmoor and three oh eight to start, and then probably after the first year you're going to see. A little more after the first year, you'll see the long action that'll give us a couple more calibers. So, any dealer can can bring them in. We're 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 not or we're not saying no really right now. We we need we need dealers. We need guys to have the guns in their hands. Uh, Montana had a pretty big, um, you know, distribution of guns in the past. We're going to use some of those guys, and we're going to have some new dealers too. So yeah, so yeah, no the reps are running right now um, with all the G5 stuff, and they're just now going to be receiving their Montana samples to to be showing dealers in the next next couple of weeks so cool nice. and we're, we're recording this in december but this is going to go live uh, later yeah. so they're probably already yeah by dealerships yeah. by the time for sure now if there are any dealers listening to this how would they get a hold of you to like acquire jump, jump right on the website it's got all of our information so montana rifle company co.com um they just can jump on there call us and we can we can get either a rep awesome. in there to see them or we can we can start working direct so um yeah yeah it's as, as easy as just reaching out so excited now did we miss anything I know we covered a lot today, so I don't think so. We talked bows, we talked arrows, talked a little bit of broadheads, but yep. not not a ton right now. Um, guns. We'll have, we'll we talked guns. You know. Talked manufacturing. Talked right. about silly product yeah, testing. I just, I just had a three-hour thing I had prepared for arrow flight. Um, <laughs> Great. No, uh, All right, boys, let's get bored. <laughs> That's awesome. Was that get smart or something? Yeah. You know, it's like, get smart. This is the next six hours. <laughs> no, we, we really appreciate what you guys do for us and, and coming on in. And, you know, it's it's always a pleasure to show what we have in this little town, you know, kind of yeah. tucked in the middle of nowhere. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm glad it's always usually a pleasant surprise of, you know, when guys get in here and see what we can, what we do. Yeah. So. Oh, it, yeah. I think if, I think if a majority of the public that were hunters and everything knew about how everything was built here and could see it, I don't know if you'd get anybody else to not buy a G5 <laughs> yeah. or a Prime. It, it is that like eye-opening. I th- I felt like my tongue was out and my mouth was open the whole time. Like, yeah, looking at all this we, stuff. we talk about often about Michigan companies, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was super cool for us to be able to come out here today you know, in our home state and see such a process. But I talk about often when it comes to my hunting style that just about loving the process of mm-hmm. everything. And that is what I see here we is the that. process from ground zero to the end product. Like yeah. I, I respect everything you, that is going on out there. And even even if I'm not the biggest gun guy, when they started showing me like how the, the barrels and stuff, I'm like, wait, you, you actually do that here? You know, where it's like, oh, that's impressive. Everything. Yeah. yeah, everything. Yeah. No, that's one thing uh, the Graces have done is we do as much manufacturing in-house as we can, and we employ as many local people as we can. And, you know, like I said, I've been here 15 years. It's been it's been a great company, great great family. So That's awesome. You know, so. Good stuff. Well, thank you guys for doing this and having us in here. Appreciate it. You Anytime. Know, Brian, we made your Tuesday probably a lot better than. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys very much.
appreciate it. Thank you guys.